And welcome to another episode of Queer Bait Podcast. Queer Bait Podcast. Where two queer chicks. Two queer chicks. Talk queer shit. Queer shit. <laughs> I'm your host Ainsley and with me as always my partner in crime. Apparently my backup. <laughs> Maureen. Hello. Hello. I'm my own backup too. Yeah. Okay. You're just, you're just working on your radio voice I guess. <laughs> All right. What do you want to talk about today? I don't know. What are we talking about? You know what we're talking we're about. We're talking about the Grammys. Of course we're going to talk about the Grammys. So, as you know, since you've been a faithful listener from the beginning, <laughs> I'm not a big music person. The Grammys is music? Oh my... It makes sense now. Okay, go on. Oopsies. Maureen got confused. That makes so much more sense. <laughs> so, I love music, but I pretty much don't like any music from the past 20 years. <laughs> sorry <laughs> how long have the grammys been around for years i don't know like 50 i don't know i don't okay. even want to take a guess because i'm just gonna be wrong yeah you are okay yeah but a while more than 20 years okay fair enough <laughs> um but whenever there's gay whenever there's queer i'll be there <laughs> so i'm there for the grammys this year i just don't like so i watch movie and television award shows because I'm very passionate about movies and television and there's a lot of things that I like about movie and television even till today. Uh I like the old stuff but I can still find good in the new stuff. Uh With music on the other hand I don't particularly like to watch award shows because I don't really enjoy the music so I'm not going to like the performances and I'm not going to care. Yeah, I get Who that. Who wins or loses. I mean, you suck, but I get that. Yeah, and I mean, whatever. <laughs> like, I know I irritate people with that, but that's fine. That's who I am. I really like music. I, I just, know, you're obsessed with music. I love music. I pretty much love everything I hear, except a very... Sele- I don't. I can't think of anything that I don't like off the top of my head. Yeah. I just listened to Bodak Yellow for the first time. <laughs> I didn't know that I liked rap, but I like rap now. Yeah. Call me Cardi B. <laughs> Call me Maureen. Maureen B. It doesn't work. Never Maury mind. B. Maury B. Anyways, so that's my calling. Yeah, so you love pretty much all genres of music. Yeah, I would You're say everywhere. so. And I think even though you have a lack, hear me out, a lack of music knowledge. Messed up, but okay. You know, if I showed you something, you'd enjoy it. If somebody else was like, hey, you should really listen to this song, you'd get obsessed and you would start listening to all that artist's songs. Oh my god, I just did that. That makes sense. Yeah. So I think you're a perfect counterbalance to me That's for the Grammys. Because you're going to love everything and I'm going to hate everything. Uh Uh-huh. Which is perfect. Yeah. You know? But the only reason why I wanted to talk about the Grammys, other than letting Maureen speak for once, (laughs) (laughs) was that a lot of queer things happened at the Grammys this year, and it's really, really exciting, and a lot of feminism, and just good... People Um, of color. People of color. Oh, my God, right? I only just read about the Grammys three minutes ago, but the only (laughs) thing I read was that there were a lot of people of color. Lots of people of color, lots of queer stuff, lots of feminism. So the things that we love most happen. So obviously we want to share it with you guys. Heck yeah. So I wanted to start off with a bang. The biggest um, 
queer news of the night, and that would be, and if I pronounce people's names wrong, you just know that's something that happens in this podcast. Yeah. So, Brandi Carlisle rocks it. So, she's a lesbian folk singer. So, I wanted to talk about her not only because she won three awards last night. Dang. For her music, obviously, but, and she performed, which apparently was a good performance. I didn't watch it. I'm going to go watch it probably after this. Um, But I wanted to talk about queer in folk and country settings because it's not really been anything ever explored. The only thing I can think of is Brokeback Mountain. (laughs) Right? And oh my gosh, did that movie get shit on a lot. Did it really? It got a lot of credit. Uh-huh. But it also got shit on a lot by, like, country communities and stuff. Yeah. Well, I think even, I was reading once that the writer of Brokeback Mountain didn't like that it was this giant gay symbolic thing. I was like, what do yeah. you think was gonna happen? Yeah. Anyways, not the point. Well, I remember, so here's the thing with Brokeback Mountain and why I'm always kind of concerned why folk in country music doesn't relate or go well with the country lifestyle that we have now because a hundred years ago it was perfect so (laughs) i'm a historian that's what i like to do so what i've read about queer culture in the cowboy life is that it was pretty predominant and it wasn't just because oh there's no women around so men's gotta do what a man's gotta do it's not (laughs) like that it's not this weird jailhouse setting it's not a prison bitch no where like (laughs) prisoners are raping each other it it, it wasn't like that at all (laughs) these men created whole lives together and it's because they had you know what every relationship needs shared values you know they all believe in the same things um they're around each other obviously that's a big factor on who anybody dates if you're around certain types of people those are the certain types of people you're going to date so i guess it has something to do with women not being prevalent but you could always go to the town and meet women at the bar or prostitutes. In the house, in the, in, in the whorehouse. Yeah, in the whorehouses. So you can do those things. So the fact that there were so many strong male-male um, cowboy relationships. Man. I, I think speaks to them being queer more than them being lonely. Mm-hmm. So I want everyone who listens to this to look up, um, I guess it's a poem, and it's called Lament for the for my lost partner and partner is spelled partner. with a d partner yeah very, I remember very country this. You did like a research paper on this or something yeah right? i did because i thought it was very very interesting um it's very short just read it so you can understand cowboy love <laughs> that it's it's a real thing it sounds funny when you say it like cowboy love <laughs> you know it it's a real thing that happened. So now when I see everyone thinking country boys is like this southern charm gentleman that woos women. Ainsley's like, oh, contraire. You know, <laughs> it's like, that's true now, but it's developed into this thing. And queer culture can still very much fit into that. You can still be queer and be a southern gentleman. Uh-huh. Just going for another southern gentleman. Yeah. So, and also with women being queer in that realm, 
I can only imagine how difficult that would be because they're supposed to get married young and have babies and have this housewife sedentary lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And they're supposed to be the Southern Bells. Yeah. But they're not. So it's hard enough for women country singers or folk singers in general to even be allowed or praised for singing about these things. That's true, and your audience is stereotypically more homophobic than the average yeah. Californian audience. Yeah. So, thank God for this woman who freaking is killing it out there. So, thank you, thank you, thank you, um, Brandy Carlisle. You go, girl. Keep doing you. That's so exciting. I've never heard of her. Bummer. Yeah, I'm... We gonna be listening to some music today. I know. Once we get in the car, we're just gonna listen to this. So, she won a bunch, which was really great. So, and she's an outspoken lesbian. So, you go, girl. Thank you so much. Um, so, queer rocker St. Vincent and Dua Lipa. How do you spell it? Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Thank you. I might be butchering that. I think I saw that on the commercial. She's gay. Dua Lipa? No. Oh. Oh, okay. I said St. Vincent. I said queer rocker St. Vincent and... Dua Lipa. Oh, okay. I thought like Dua Lipa. I don't know. These you know, names. but a lot of gay people love her. She's definitely a gay fave. Heck yeah. For Sizzle. Um, they performed. So just having a queer person perform on such a big stage in front of a big audience um, was pretty impressive yeah, this because St. Was... Vincent is not... Uh, I've like heard of St. Vincent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think... Man, 2019 is the year of the queer. Seriously. It's my zodiac animal. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> so having somebody that's very outwardly presenting gay, mm-hmm. not gay, I'm sorry, queer, um, is a big deal to be shown on such a big stage with such a wide variety of audiences because Grammys aren't just for us. Yeah. They're not just for queer people. They're not just for 20 to 30 year olds every age generation and every type of person watches them that's why we have so many genres we have the rap genres and we have the country genres and we have the rock genres everything is encompassed in the grammy so every type of person watches it so having somebody that looks queer not only is queer but looks queer and is representing queer in a positive manner to such a wide variety of audiences mind blown heck yeah mind blown go saint Vincent. You rock. Um, then the one that you're going to talk my ear off that I want you to talk about. I think I know who it is. Is Janelle Monet performed. <sighs> mm-hmm. I thought I saw that in my literal like two minutes of Grammy research. I was like, is that Janelle Monet? Yeah. So first off, let's reference it. I believe she says she's pansexual. I believe. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. I, I feel like people and... Not in a bad way whatsoever, but I feel like people mm-hmm. change in different interviews, you know? So, who yeah. was it? There was one person one time where, like, people were arguing online because they were like, well, in this interview she said this, but in this interview she said this. And it's mm-hmm. just like, and they were all some form of queer. It was yeah. just like, oh, here she's bisexual, here she's pan, you know, not Janelle Monet, but. Newsflash, sexuality is fluid and it constantly changes for some. Yeah, it was so weird. People were like super nitpicking at it. I mean, like, look at, I thought, and I don't know why I thought this, but like, I thought Kehlani was like lesbian. Yeah. She pregnant. Yeah. 
and I don't think I'm not sure she even ever said she was lesbian but you know it's like for a lot of people I think they see that and they're like oh she's straight and it's like no she's pregnant you yeah. know like she anyway not that, saying that lesbians can't get pregnant but this assumption of I think that's what people think though you know it's just like oh well she's pregnant so it must be with a man I mean it was with a man but it's yeah. like oh must be a guy yeah. and she must be straight now and it's like Nah. Anyways. No, she's not pregnant. Janelle Monet, freaking MVP. I'm low-key mm-hmm. in love with Janelle Monet. I yep. uh, I don't have the words for it. I should have written like a little speech for it or something. <laughs> like a Grammy like, speech. Just talking about her makes me nervous because I'm that in love. Okay, if you could nominate and and Janelle Monet would win, what category would she win for you? Um, I actually don't know the categories, but like best no, human being. I'm telling you to make up your oh, own. Oh, <laughs> best human being. Best human being, best role model, best creative person, cutest person by far, <laughs> most attractive human on the planet you know now what makes her so great the fact that she is a woman for Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. she is a person of color for Mm -hmm. two and she's some form of queer i think Mm -hmm. pansexual it could change whatever and she fights for all three of those i think that's the thing like i think she's just passionate about like all arenas of her life Mm -hmm. and i don't know that's just rad I mean, you know, because you're not great by default just because you're a person of color or just because you're queer. You know, it's like that's part of what makes you awesome. But it's like I hate this idea that like, oh, you're a person of color, so you're so strong. You know, or like, oh, you're a queer, so you're so resilient. You know, and it's like, no, that's not wholly responsible for what I am. Like, I am great. Sure, that's part of the recipe, I guess. But, like, I'm great because I'm nice and because I stand up for things, you know, mm-hmm. yada, yada. She so. made an entire movie to go with her album. The freaking, and it's just, I... It's called Dirty, Dirty Computer. Computer. Is that the movie or is that the album or is it both? Both. It's both. Okay. I don't think it's technically called a movie. I can't remember what she it's calls a it. Movie. it. A movie. Yeah. It's a movie. It's the length of a movie and I watched it ten times over. Well, it's... It's one long story that encompasses all of her songs, right? Yes. But it's like, I don't... Ah, so it's she a movie. Just, she had a really cool name for it, though. Oh, like, how okay. she defined it, and I really liked it. Which I can't remember right now. Well, you suck, because I was kind of depending <laughs> on you to do this. I'm just really nervous. But yeah, so she's freaking fantastic. She's just a really good representative person, and I just think her songs... I don't know. Really, like, give you an eye into, like, a very small slice of it. But, like, really give you a little look into, like, what it's like being black, you know, in America. Well, what I like most about her is her pussy pants that she wears. Freaking yes. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, that's a really good reason to like her. In the music Mm -hmm. video, I don't want to call it a music video either. But, yes, like, in pink she wears with a Y, pants. by yes. the way. P-Y-N-K. With Tessa Thompson in between her legs. They're not together anymore as far as... Well, they never define... Doesn't even matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But, yeah. They just look like labia. And yeah, so, amazing. like, they're these big... They almost look like um, MC Hammer pants. Because they're, like, billowy. Uh-huh. And then when she, like, opens her legs they're literally looking like a vulva yeah it's definitely their vagina pants it's amazing for sure and then like the dancers there's somebody in between with their head in between the legs yeah, yeah. you know because 
lesbian sex exists. Yeah, it was just... It is a thing that is out there. Everything about it, perfect. Like, yeah, it's just, ugh. And so I just think Janelle Monet is, like, really good representative for so many things. She just... I don't know. She does a lot. I think she does a lot for queer people, for women, for people of color. Oh, yeah. You name it, she does it. And Which is so funny because um, I remember her music five, six, seven years ago on MTV. Uh-huh. And she was this very androgynous looking woman. Yeah. She would, you know, kind of like slick her hair back in like this weird pompadour bun thing and she would wear these beautiful pantsuits that were feminine but has this masculine connotation to them by being suits yeah but you know they're they're more form-fitting and you know i remember like white button-up shirts like long sleeve like cuffs you know and like black pants little overalls and yeah so that's how I always interpreted her, I was like, oh, she's this wonderful androgynous woman who doesn't care, you know, if she comes off feminine or masculine, and her music was that way as well. Uh Um, Back when I'm thinking of her, it wasn't these anthems for queer or people of color, Uh It, it was just really good music, and then she presented herself in such a way to be like, hey, here I am, I'm this badass person. Here's some good music to go along with it. And to see her evolution of then coming out as queer and then getting more into the community and being more of an activist for all these different things is amazing. And I don't understand why more people don't do that. I get you you try and make yourself a certain way when you're in the public eye so that you can continue to work. Yeah. But at a point, I feel it's your responsibility if you're part of these communities and you have you know an outreach that most normal people have yeah to be an activist in some way i think she's really like choose your burden whatever it may be for janelle monet she decided to take up the world because she's such an amazing person (laughs) (laughs) and go for it and her career has only gotten better because (sighs) of it so stop being afraid you know, mm-hmm. what were you going to say? Oh, I just like, I sound like a 50 year old person, but like, I feel like she's so up with the times, you know, I just feel like mm-hmm. she's always a little ahead of where we're at, you mm-hmm. know, like her music before where she was like androgynous, it was still ahead of where we were at, you oh, know? Oh yeah. And so I just, oh man, I know. And sometimes I forget that like Janelle Monet has been around for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember, like, and I don't think I had heard her in a couple of years just because I hadn't listened since, like, she did a song with, like, Fun or somebody, one of those, you know, and, but anyways, fantastic. She gives me butterflies. Yeah. As a human, like, (laughs) she's one of those people that, like, just looking at her through a screen, I'm like, ooh, that's Janelle Monae. She's so cool. So, yeah. So, next up, we have another country singer. Um, Casey Musgraves or Musgraves? Musgraves, I think. Or One something. of those. I don't know. We've never listened I to her. I know I've listened to her. I just don't know which ones I've I heard of hers. Um, she isn't queer herself, but she's a huge activist and ally of uh, the community. Um, so she performed. Um, it. Her song that she did, Rainbow, I haven't heard it, but I'm going to go listen to it Uh just because everybody's been saying it's a queer anthem of some sort. With a name (laughs) like Rainbow, I would kind of (laughs) assume that, but that's really great that 
I don't think allies get enough credit because that's true. When I think of allies, I think of parents of queer kids, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. That's the only ally I can think of. Like the mothers of queer children. P flag. Like I think P flag. I think P flag. Um, so when I think ally, I don't think of a straight person that has the same views as me. Yeah. Or if I do, it's because they have someone in their life that is queer. Right, like they're somehow obligated to support. Yeah, exactly. You know. But we don't give the allies that don't have queer people in their lives, you know, we don't give them any credit because I don't think there's that many that are well-known or at least not outspoken enough. And if there are there, we're not giving them enough time of day to recognize that ally support is a big deal in our community. That's very true. Even though the queer community is growing every day, it's a minority by a significant amount. And mm-hmm. the only way that we're ever going to get anything fixed or right is if we have some part of the majority, the straight realm, helping us. That's true. And if we're not giving any credit to the people that are doing that, that's just terrible. So... You go, girl. You keep being your bad ally self. Heck yeah. I am just so stoked on someone that doesn't have to pick up that torch Mm -hmm. and run with it. Who's like, I'm going to because it's what's right. Aw. Yeah. Especially being, again, a country singer. Like, that must be hard to finally break into the singing realm that you wanted like you made it (laughs) i know and you go you know what something that's wrong in this community is homophobia Mm -hmm. and we should not be okay with that that's really you know what i never look at it like that yeah that's a pretty cool way to look at it well to me i think there's a few genres that are very homophobic or at least anti-queer because i shouldn't say i know some people get upset when we call homophobic people homophobic because oh well we're not scared of queer people we just don't want queer stuff in our lives yeah yeah so okay (laughs) anti-queer whatever and i think a couple of those genres are the ones that are making the biggest strides right now and that would be country folk Uh and rap now i think rap Mm -hmm. is making huge progress as well because we look at rap nowadays at least for me who's someone who doesn't really listen to it as a lot of negative stuff about hoes and drugs and guns Mm -hmm. but it's great to see that there can be something else to it there can it, it can be poetry and it can mean something it can be kendrick lamar talking about police brutality it can be important messages in a genre that speaks to a certain type of people that need those messages out there for them i love that and so one of the bigger things that happened at the grammys is cardi b won she won best rap album never before has like a solo woman solo woman ever won best rap album i know she you know what I didn't really know who she was, and I didn't really like her, because she did that song, Girls. (laughs) (laughs) She did that song, Girls, and I just kind of, you know. Which we've talked about hating before. We have. And you know what? 
she has really grown on me. Mostly yeah. because I watched, and the only thing that spurred me into going to looking for Cardi B was that I saw the Amy B skit on SNL, where it's like, oh, I'm no, Amy. no, not Amy, 80. 80. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. 80 B. And she's just like doing Cardi lyrics with yeah. people. And so at the end, she, you know, talks with Cardi B. And I was just like, who dis? <laughs> and then I realized that I had missed the whole song. Like, the whole skit just had gone over my head because I didn't know yeah. that. Anyways, so I went to look for Cardi B. I freaking like Cardi B. I think she's really cool. I was just reading a thing on her. Did you want to talk about Cardi B? Yeah, definitely. Hit well, I mean, with it. Oh, oh, okay. I know nothing about Cardi B other than she's a woman of color who just won. I knew that she had, like, kind of apologized to Twitter after the girls thing and talked about how she's been with women I didn't love how it came off, admittedly. It was like, oh, I didn't mean anything by, like, she said, like, shit, I've been with tons of women. I'm like, oh, that's not really what. That's not the issue. Right. I was like, that's not what Haley Kiyoko is tweeting about, you know. Yeah, well, the issue with girls wasn't that it, that it's straight women singing about these things. The queer, yeah. It's because I think straight people can talk about queer relations. I don't think mm-hmm. they get it to a certain point, whatever, not the point. Yeah. The problem that I had with it was the way they talked about queer relations as being something fun that you do on the weekends or when you're drinking. Yeah. That was the issue with so it. So I don't think she really caught that part. She didn't get it. To be fair, because like the reply to that wasn't like, oh, I sleep with tons of women. It was like... Which was the issue with the song, like just saying like, oh, I sleep with women, so he, he, he. It was like, no, I have meaningful relations with women. I was like, so I think she kind of missed the mark. But you know what? I was reading this article which was talking about how her ex-fiance, fiance, now husband, I don't really know. I haven't really looked into Cardi B that much. But her fiance at the time had said something, I think in a rap of his was... It was like, I don't vibe with queer people. Ooh. And she had defended it. And then she actually kind of went back on it. And she was like, you know what? I learned. Like, I learned that words aren't appropriate. She's like, I just didn't know that a lot of these words shouldn't be said in that kind of manner and yada yada. I mean, I don't know exactly how she phrased it. But yeah. it was pretty eloquent and for Cardi B. Yeah. <laughs> so I dig it. Well, that's my thing is with the podcast or anything else that I wanted to do. Or what I think the queer community should do. I don't think we should ever go, wow, you said something dumb. Mm-hmm. And now I hate you. And I'm going to blacklist you in my head. And I'm not going to buy these certain products. Mm-hmm. That's not the way we should go about things. If you can honestly come out as Cardi B did and go, I didn't understand that, that was bad. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what we should want. Yeah, Make a mistake be called out on it, learn from it, mm-hmm. and then try, obviously don't make that same mistake again, but try to be better. Yeah. And like call yourself out on it because she yeah. didn't have to, but she went into like how she used to say dyke. Yeah. I think if I'm remembering this correctly, but she went into like how she used to say dyke because she didn't realize that she shouldn't be calling herself a dyke for fun. You know, like calling people. I was like, kudos to you. Like if you just air it out, it looks a lot better Mm -hmm. than somebody tracking down your Twitter receipts from 10 years ago and being like, what the heck is this Cardi B? You know? Yeah. Just like you said, learn from your mistakes and everything will be better. I don't ever want it to be where it's this, if you're queer, you're 
against everyone who doesn't understand queer things. Mm -hmm. You, as a queer person, should want to try and come to this middle ground, this middle area, where you can try and educate them on why. And I know, like, it sucks being in a minority group. It must suck being a person of color, being Mm -hmm. a woman, to constantly have this burden of having to educate people. Oh, yeah. But that's the only thing that's going to make it better. Can I make a related point to that? It's actually about a commercial. Okay. Random. My mother showed this to me because my mother loves sappy commercials. Oh. It's like a Heineken commercial or like a Bud Light. I'm pretty sure it's Heineken. Let's say Heineken. It brings two people with opposing viewpoints. They do interviews beforehand. Mm -hmm. And they have opposing viewpoints. And one of the couples let's call them they don't know each other and the guy is talking about how he doesn't think trans people are normal like and he said it in a harsh way that Mm -hmm. wasn't like all those effing trannies but it was just very like ooh, that didn't feel good yeah and then the other person was this trans woman who doesn't tell you that she's a trans woman and you don't know they they do this little thing and you know that they're on two opposite sides of this and then as they're doing this activity which is building like a bar together as they're doing it, they're playing clips of these two people and what they said in their interviews. And you find out at the end, they pull these beers out and they're given the option to stay and talk about their differences as they're playing a clip of what the people are saying. And the guy's mm-hmm. saying like, oh, I don't believe trans people are normal. And the woman's like, well, I'm trans. And so they're given the option to stay or go. And the trans woman stayed with this man who was obviously kind of bigoted. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know if I could do that, like, sit there and educate somebody like these people can. And it's just, man, she blew my mind because she stayed and she had a conversation and she kind of educated him. And it was like, I hate that you're forced into this position. And I joked with my mother, like, how many people left that room? You know, if this experiment was real, like, how many people left being like, screw it, it's not my job, Mm -hmm. you know? But so, like, power to the people that can educate kindly you know I don't know it was such like an inspirational thing yeah and just always keep in mind that even though you know what's right and you have the facts and you have the information and you more importantly you have this emotional tie to it no matter if you're an ally or an actual career person or whatever always keep in mind that no matter how much you know Mm -hmm. People are going to go against it. No matter what you tell someone, some people, mm-hmm. you know, thank God for Cardi B who could go, oh, crap, like, I was wrong about these things now that I've known. Uh-huh. But there are going to be people out there that aren't going to accept it no matter what you tell them. Like flat earthers. But no! <laughs> queer people. <laughs> flat earthers. You're welcome for that. <laughs> like the flat earth people of queerness. Yeah. So there are those people, but those aren't the people we're trying to reach. Yeah. Because they're in a minority all their own. (laughs) They need to be represented by themselves. (laughs) You know, they got to fight their own battles of... Insanity. Yeah. But we're trying to hit the majority of people that just don't understand because they were never taught. Mm -hmm. And even queer people are people in that realm. There are a lot of queer people that 
don't believe in bisexuality or asexuality or any of these different things or this is how a queer person should be and not be and have all these expectations that just shouldn't exist. So as a community, we should work together to just have this free thought of ideas and work on where we should go from here and then going towards the majority outside of our community have the same kind of ideals because one of the things that I run into with the older generation Mm -hmm. is oh wait what's what's pansexuality I thought there was queers (laughs) and I thought there was bisexuals and they were straights. <laughs> and they were straights. What is this pansexual? Oh, like, you're okay with dating anyone or anything. And they're mm-hmm. like, so that's bisexual. And they just don't understand and they've never heard the terms. Uh-huh. And so for them to, you know, conceptualize big ideas, like, it's going to take some time. So yeah. don't think that it's just going to happen overnight. We just have to have this constant battle. Uh, <laughs> it's terrible. It, it's hard, but... I think it's... But if Janelle Monet can fight three battles, Ugh, right? we can bite, We can fight one. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that does it for this episode. I think that's a really good note to land on. You're welcome for that. <laughs> so, I want you guys to go out um, and read Lament for Lost Partner. I want you to listen to Cardi B, uh, Brandy Carlisle. Put an altar up for Janelle Monet in your house. Yeah, I already yeah. have. Yeah. <laughs> But make sure that you, oh, oh, you subscribe to us, you write us a review, you Uh rate us. Where can you do those things? You can do those things on Podbean, probably, Apple, iTunes, Podcasts, definitely, Spotify, also probably. I don't know how it works. So subscribe, write a review, watch all these great queer things, stay queer.